Fire up that Walkman. It's time for Scale and Shadow, a Dungeon World actual play inspired by movies, music, and D&D modules of the 1980s. Brought to you by This American Dice. The golden age is long over. Dark times are upon us. The only hope is to delve into what ruins remain to plunder the treasures of our ancestors. Be warned, as it flies to a candle, the worst monsters are drawn to the brightest lights, and no one is left to save you in the darkness. The heroes of legend have died long ago. All that remains is scale and shadow. Oscar. <laughs> I do not. I was not here, so I do not. Do you remember the time before that? Yes. So we ended that one with me kicking in the door. Yes. Yeah, after we talked about that big snake and all that stuff that happened. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Bishop Obrama or the dad of this. this yes. Dad of Ren. Yeah, Ren's dad, Kazare, just brutally murdered. I mean, he fought back. It's not Due to like. A knee. He was doing some crazy thing. At James the, 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 the dude wasn't like, oh, don't kill me. He's like, I'm going to kill you guys. Yeah. So fought back. You just killed him back. I got you. Right. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he did this cool spell that <clears throat> made wounds become like reptilian. So, uh, Caster and I like had these like scales come out of our wounds. It was like really crazy. Anyway, he was doing that again to try to kill us. And then he like wasn't stopping while I was hacking him. And that eventually just a piece it ended. And I imagine Ren was very happy after. Yeah, she was having a great time. Yep, she, she was it. like my inheritance. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, she did get that inheritance. She got the little club. True. I out of the corpse's fist. Uh, you're like, here you go. <laughs> I was you hoping like it just so well, had his, her dad's arm attached to it. Yeah. It's like here you go. It's more like covered in his fucking Looks blood. like you could use a hand. Um, oh. But uh, <laughs> but I gave it to her because I was like, here you can strike the final blow against uh, Explodica Defilus. Yes, kind of uh, deal. Yeah, and then we uh, got in a dugout kind of boat thing. Yeah, we went down like a huge line of stairs, and we got in a boat, and then we sailed across an underground sea, and there was like a bunch of zombies following behind us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got to reptile people, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're acting kind of zombie-like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yes. Hey, we don't know for sure they weren't zombies. Come on. See, I think it was uh just like a still quiet like, lake underground mm-hmm. and just like a random boat was there, like a rowboat, and everyone kind of went like holding their torches. It was the only light down here. Oh. And we ended like right when it was on the shore. But you know, oh. is there anything else of oh, note that I Ryan was in shock most of the time, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. But anyway, uh, with all that out of the way, I want to get go back a little bit. So we ended right when we kind of went on the banks, but I want to remember this is kind of a, an 80s movie situation or an 80s series. But the, as the credits rolling, just like a, a quick scene of everyone in the boat. First of all, I'm going to start with Ren again. I think she's just in this boat. And she's just just clutching this um, club thing. It's almost like you said, more, more ceremonious and more like a scepter. Yeah. More so than like a mace. Yeah, but like really crudely made kind of thing, and just all these like grotesque 
reptile fangs just like kind of shoved into them just in various odd angles and stuff and she's and it's probably still bloody from me from me yeah Yeah. arterial spray yeah Yeah. (laughs) I feel like she just had kind of you know just the regular kind of peasant kind of clothes that you would imagine in a medieval society and now I mean since all that she's gone through too there's probably like brown patches of like old blood and stuff that's still just there and she's kind of just staring off into nothing just with her you know knuckles white over this cudgel with its head down you know maybe even staring at these reptile people as you pass them and they start swimming behind you who's next what, what's the next image we see I think you see Selengar he's clutching the uh What's the name of it? The unholy book, the laden spree. So he's clutching the like, holding onto the laden spree really hard. And I think it's a big difference is he's holding onto that instead of like his own spell book. Mm-hmm. So he's holding onto this like very powerful old artifact, and he's like, kind of feeling the words on the on the wand, the the very powerful wand that he took from. Bertram Beeswell? Yeah, Bertram Beeswell. I thought the name was going to be less hilarious when I... I guess guess not. The dark wizard, Bertram Beeswell. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. Anyway, he's kind of just silently preparing himself, and he's uh, very different from the uh, kind of uppity and aloof character we saw in the, the very first scene of him. Where he was making fun of a uh, caster and like having all these quips, and now he's very quiet and sullen, like preparing himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's next? Who do we see next in the boat? I'll go next. Quan's just sitting on the boat, staring at the tattoo on his arm. Yeah, and he sees that the sand has gone more than halfway. Mm. So he's contemplating what's going on and. He's Wondering if he's going to make it through the battle, and even if he does, how long it'll last after. Yeah. Which one of those weird reptile improvements did you take? Yeah, I went with Serpent's Kiss. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, what is that? Oh, you you don't remember them? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your mouth drips with venom that paralyzes your prey and causes them to unbearable agony. Fucking what? (laughs) When does that come out? (laughs) So maybe you've had that. Obviously, you've had that since then. Whichever one you picked. No, I uh, no, I did pick that one. I was thinking of getting shedding, and we talked about that, but I didn't go with shedding. <laughs> um, that's the one where you lose a limb, you grow it back, but it's a reptilian um, limb. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so maybe it hasn't been visible this whole time, but at least on this boat, like we can see. Like what? How has it changed you physically? I guess. Uh, well, I've started to grow what look like fangs. I guess like mm. my my sheep, my teeth become sharper, and I, when I open my mouth, you see like. Like acid dripping down. Oh god! <laughs> are you trying to <laughs> the venom kind of hide in there? Huh? Yeah. Are you trying to kind of hide? Yeah, I'm like I'm just like trying to I'm trying to face away from everyone while on the boat. Mm-hmm. Like while everyone's facing forward, I'm facing backward type of thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you talk. You just put your hand in front of me. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm, so like I'm still I'm cold. still eating that pecan. <laughs> well, knowing me, I'd probably be like, it's just you know, my breath is horrible. I didn't get to to wash up this morning. It's, it's just the worst, you know, trying to make mm-hmm. an excuse up for it, even mm-hmm. though I probably am very upset that I'm, that my, well, my key is probably all, like, dirty and nasty oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as, as you get closer to this, um, you know, further into this lake, 
maybe they, they're like, um, it's almost like burning or tingling these mm-hmm. teeth behind your human teeth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So who's next? Um, I'll go next. Kazair. He's wearing the grape leaf crown. Oh, yeah. He's got the bag of feathers on his uh, belt. Sort of forgot those existed. So I guess the bag of feathers would be like on the right hip, and then the scabbard with the, or I guess he wouldn't have a scabbard because it's a scimitar. So the scimitar is on the left, and he's got a buckler on his arm, and I think instead of like scanning the surroundings and everything, looking for the creepy guys as we get closer and everything, he just has his eyes closed, thinking about Dory, the antler men the town, the fact that Orophius escaped, like all this other stuff, and he's trying to kind of clear his mind of that and just be in the moment knowing that we're going to fight something stronger than we have fought before. And so that kind of like, um, not really the butterflies in your stomach feeling, but like the almost starting to get amped up, like that something exciting is happening, like that kind of like battle adrenaline. Yeah. He's starting to flow through him as he's kind of getting in the moment and forgetting about, like, all the other stuff and just thinking about, like, gotta stop this now, otherwise, like, we're gonna die anyway if we don't. <clears throat> so, yeah, just eyes closed, standing, kind of taking in everything. Yeah. Catcher told Kazair, just make sure you make it. You gotta make make it through this. And I think the very next one was Kazair talking to Silmagar and just like, I might not make it, so you gotta make sure you, you take yep. care of my loose ends here. <laughs> yep. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. So there's a bit of, like, preparing himself. But that, I think, like, you always know you might not make it out of a fight. So it's that takes less preparation than just being like, holy crap, about to fight this thing we've been hearing about for <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. That we've struggled to get through uh, everything up to this point. So what, what do we see with Caster? Sure. So Caster looks just as beat up as usual and just as dirty. Because the other black, <laughs> the other eye is black now. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's covered in a lot of like dirt and bruises and that kind of stuff, and like little cuts on his face and that kind of thing. First of all, just to get an idea of this room. So, do we see a ceiling, or is it like it's no. too dark? You don't see a ceiling. Okay. No. And yeah, where we are right, tall. and where we are right now, there's no land at all that we see. Yeah, the only thing you saw was that little island kind of that you passed. Mm-hmm. All those creatures kind of jumped in behind you. Gotcha. So yeah, so when he sees these like creatures like swimming, following us, he like remembers back to before he lost his arm, running out and seeing the ship that Leah was on, leaving the harbor, <laughs> and so he just like hears like the the waves and he's just like staring off into this, and then there's like the kind of quiet, and he uh, and he looks at all these creatures and he remembers uh, that moment. Um, after he, because we've never addressed this, but like after he hit that, uh, the Kanye statue, after he like punched into it and exploded and that blinding light, we see that there's like almost a scene of him kind of coming to and no one else is there. And, like the room is like in flames and him kind of like bursting out of this place. And maybe he's like singed, maybe he has some kind of flames on him. Uh, but when he comes out, we had said, uh, Bishop Calgore, we hear his voice being like, seize that heretic, like kind of thing. And like some of these people running down and one of them I think is Edric. And I think Edric oh, looks shit. and Edric stops and he doesn't keep going. 
like he like pauses and like these other people come down and when they like go to like grab him that's the first time we see that like his arm is this thing like, like somehow in that explosion that like burst of fire like that was like created and um and like he's like fighting with these guys and um we just see Edric kind of like like leaving and backing up and you hear like Calgore just being like where are you going coward to Edric and um then we see like kind of a like just a shot of Edric's face as he's kind of like going in a different direction we see like another shot of Castor like leaving this particular temple with like a lot of it on fire and he's just like staring at all these creatures that are swimming maybe like 20-30 feet behind the boat Mm -hmm. oh perfect the last little vignette that we see is just the camera's following where your where caster is looking at these creatures like the splashes just in the darkness behind you and we do one of those sweet like underwater cameras now mm. and you just see like this it's like a horde of these underwater like have you ever seen like iguanas uh swim in the ocean like those aquatic lizards and stuff like, fold their arms up and just are like snakes underwater it's really creepy just imagine like humanoid lizards doing that as well as of all these uh, like way too big and way too human-like alligators kind of mm-hmm. interspersed between them. Most of these, though, are fully transformed creatures. Yeah. Well, Or as fully as we have seen thus far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underwater following this boat as it kind of hits this island that we sort of described last time. Pretty big island. And the two light sources. Oh, actually, I want to ask who's holding a torch in I know you, you probably cast light on his arm again. Sure. All right. Just a glowing arm. Yeah, that's normal, right? Yeah. Maybe right. you describe that as like... There, has a torch to it. Like, uh, I feel like I had the light and Caster had a torch. At least when we were walking in whatever order, because you were in the back, right? At some point. But I don't remember what... Uh, whatever I made a light, I've I mean, changed a bunch. I'm sure you can hand it off between each other in this boat, too, if you want to. I just want to know who's holding your torch now. Uh, those two, I think. Sure, I'll hold one. Okay. Holding a torch or holding sources of light? Yes. Let's just do torches. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do torches. Yes. Okay, so no light yet. Mm-hmm. Alright. Now we're gonna get devoured by a fire monster. Duh. Shouldn't hold a torch, dude. But yeah, you kind of. In the dark. I guess the, you see this green glow in the ahead of you at first, and then that's when you these two, like, big kind of, like, pyres, almost like a metal bonfire type things of this, like, green fire coming out of it. Looks like a mud island, kind of, but you notice behind the, um, there's all this, like, metal glistening stuff that you can eventually see. It's just, like, a carpet of coins and, like, jewels and stuff, just, you know, Aladdin-style. Further back, almost like a bandshell type thing. Okay. So imagine kind of it's a semicircle. Imagine kind of the spine going up is uh, another one of these golden statues of like a snake woman. It's like coming up and then kind of hooked down, and she's the statue is just pouring this red liquid into this fountain, like at the kind of the front of where the stage would be of this bandshell, and it's um, like a little a gross little fountain of this red liquid that Guan can probably recognize uh, this is the stuff they, they fed you when you are captured but like an entire fountain of it yeah so this is where they get it from yeah and it looks like the island goes back further beyond that but it's all like in darkness 
the light kind of only goes up to this um, band shell thing. Let's see, what else is important to know? Oh, several, I guess you could probably see, say, four of, like, big, um, uh, like, pillars kind of going higher than you can, your light can see, hopefully holding Are the ceiling still, up. Are these like, trees that were in the other room with the open eyes or whatever? No, they look, uh, thicker, I guess, and they're intricately carved with mm-hmm. different things. Maybe when you get close, you can see what they're carved with if you want to. But I'm sure it's not. Yeah, don't worry about it. But, I almost got more about it. Yeah, I guess I, I could have drawn a map of this. Maybe I'll do it in a second. But um, there's also a, another pillar that's even thicker than that. I don't know, like a, maybe like a five-foot diameter kind of thing. And much shorter, you can see the top of it. And this one, you can probably see that intricate etchings and stuff in this one, like, from where you are. It's, like, all snake and scaly and everything. And on top of that, there's this, like, white sheet that's covering something that's on top of it. Probably don't have to worry about that. But, um, oh, yeah, there's, in addition to all this treasure, there's, like, treasure chests and stuff. Yeah, you hear kind of uh, the coins moving and rattling, and that's when you see this, um, like, woman. But imagine, like, a really ostentatious kind of, kind of, like, designs painted onto her face and various really elaborate headdress. There's all these like really large feathers, multicolored, like really bright. Like imagine like eighties neon like crazy colors. Oh wow. Um, and these feathers are huge. Like maybe the biggest ones like as long as your arm kind of okay, so like feathers. peacock style feathers or like ostrich style feathers. Um at least uh, size. Yeah, size wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of maybe. But imagine like a, a regular bird size but mm-hmm. Scaled up twenty times scale larger. Uh, oh my God. Well, speak, speaking of size and scale, is she is the human-looking portion of her the size of a regular human, or is she larger than that? Yeah, she actually. Um, oh, she has a. You know, I guess maybe time. She's not holding anything. I'll just say it. She um, inhumanly kind of moves closer to maybe the edge of where this coin carpet is. So there's a little bit of mud that you can walk through and then you get to this coin place of, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away from you. Relatively close between these two maybe um, torches or bonfire type things, I guess. Um, and you see that she has like I was describing before, like just the bottom part, like that G.I. Joe person, I think. But yeah, to answer your question that you asked five minutes ago, her, her torso is normal, shaped or size. Normal size. Okay. Yes. Like thirty or forty feet of snake tail behind her. Okay, she just kind of just comes up to you to that edge of the carpet. Welcome to the throne of Explicticha Defilus. So nice of you to finally join us. Before we begin, do you come before me as supplicants or sacrifices? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. Yeah, what do you guys do on this boat? Yeah, I think hop out of the boat. I think Castor would be willing to hop out, like, even before he's, like, even even if he has to walk in, like, yeah. shin-deep water. No. Do that, like, heroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is actually water, so I'm going to wait until we can jump onto the mud. Yeah, um, so Castor's feet. Burn off. <laughs> 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 on the beach. 
on his nubs. <laughs> no, that with his snake powers, his feet grow nubs, and now he's Cotton Hill. Cotton Hill. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Actually, yeah, I was going to ask you what. I'm, I'm going to do another Uh-oh. detail around the table. Um, what's either something beautiful or menacing about her? She has the face of our loved ones. Every time. Did they all buy this from the same store? What is this? Come on. Does it have to be something we can see from where we are? Um, it could be something you can see. Any senses or magical. I was thinking she actually literally has eyes in the back of her head. Oh, that's interesting. Wild. Wow, that's pretty good. All right. So 360 vision, writing down these powers. <laughs> she manipulates something, like she like uh, picks something up. Maybe there's something that she does eat, or there's like a goblet that she drinks from, or something like that. As she's like moving towards us, or just moving in general, like when we see her, and just the way that she holds it for a minute, like reminds Caster of something that Leah had done, and it like throws him off for a second. Oh yeah, of like like that like really bothers him. She has the mannerisms of people we love. Oh, no, it's even worse. That's such a weird thing. (laughs) Um, I think when she's done drinking from her little goblet thing, this is like an ostentatious, oh, I'm so rich kind of thing. She, like, crushes it. So this is, like, made of gold thing. She just crushes it in her hand and, like, tosses it behind her. Yeah, into the pile of all her other... Into the pile of all her other whatever. Mm -hmm. I love it. Her other crushed goblet. Her other yeah, crushed goblet, yeah. That's her the entire island is made just of crushed goblets. Yeah. She just makes new ones. <laughs> like, okay, okay, lady. Yeah, off to the side, we see that there's a group of, like, <laughs> snake people. That's all they people do. That, that's all they do is reconstitute these and do. Dwarven <laughs> reptilian yeah. blacksmiths making more goblets. <laughs> Did you mention she's Naga esque, or was that just, uh, or yeah. she, she she's technically a Naga, I guess. Uh, but she well, has arms. I mean, like, well, Nagas have arms. Sometimes. Well, the ones I'm used to seeing, they have arms, they just have like a snake tail Mm -hmm. bottom torso. Uh, Like a centaur, but... Oh, man, I'm trying to think about what would be a good thing to add to her. So we did the crushing of the goblet. Yeah, or just like what's something beautiful or menacing just to you as a player. You can just throw that in there. Uh, Or both. Beautiful Beautiful sexy moves turn me on, but at the same time disturb me. (laughs) (laughs) but um uh, yeah I mean I feel like even as a joke that kind of works she's like way too graceful well yeah the way she's moving is almost hypnotic and uh, that gets Mm. you yeah oh yeah that's awesome (laughs) oh shoot I just added another move there didn't I we gave her super strength 360 vision (laughs) and hypnotism people yeah but she doesn't have frost breath yeah we can do this that's true Wait, Prosper? Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I think as as you, everyone's kind of standing on the shore, unsure what to do, possibly, she kind of tilts her head kind of at Caster. And the boy with the golden arm. My former associate had much to say about you. I assume I have you to thank for his Sudden silence. He's just like, he's confused and lost. Oh, maybe she just giggles in such a way it's like, oh, this is really creepy, or 
playful? Not totally sure. Maybe a little both. That undead thing who made such promises. He liked to call himself Larith the Beautiful. <clears throat> he was never that attractive to me. <clears throat> I think Castor's response to that is, yay, melted. She kind of just nods in contemplation, I guess. It sounds like I owe you some gratitude, then. I made the deal more out of curiosity than need. I doubt it would have lasted much longer. Perhaps I can make a better arrangement with you five. But she, she looks over and finish uh, next. Well, in response to her, uh, us working with her or something comment, because mm-hmm. I will say, I don't generally work with your run-of-the-mill snake in the grass. <laughs> a sharp tongue. I like this one. Yeah, maybe next we'll go to Ren. Go to Ren or speak at Ren yeah. from a distance? <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, like, crap. Yeah, she's got super speed. Yeah, I should, I should paint this bitch. She's kind of like uh, slithering around as she's kind of doing this. I imagine this as, um, so there are these, you said four or five big pillars that go up past where we can see. Yeah, you can see four. We can see four. And then there's another one that has something with a sheet on top of it. Yeah. So what I imagine that she's doing is she's almost making like, not figure eight, but she's doing that where she's kind of curling herself around the pillars periodically and talking to us. Yeah. And then slithering through stuff and then going to the other one. So like as she's speaking, the scene would be dynamic where she's moving the whole time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I like that. So then maybe she kind of slithers so she's relatively in front of Ren. She kind of looks looks her up and down. And notices the uh, cudgel. Oh, what's this? My bishop's scepter? Are you here to please him? You do resemble him a bit before he begged me to convert him. Hopefully, you'll be less pathetic. I think she just, yeah, she just yells and charges, and then explodes because of Ilus holds her hand out as Ren is charging at her. <laughs> Stop, child. <laughs> now I understand why you thought of you as such a disappointment. And she looks at Ren, just kind of frozen in place, just. She moves over to Silmagard. Just looks you up and down. You knew him too. He took you in and you betrayed his trust. He says you're the most vile person he's ever met. Hmm. Interesting. I think he's dead. Oh, none of my converts ever truly die. They gift me with their memories. If you pledge yourself to me, you live on forever through me too. 
you could help me accomplish something great. She kind of maybe unconsciously sort of uh, looks up this pillar with the sheet over it. And she looks over to uh, Quan. Nearly mine already. I can't wait to remake you. What the hell? <laughs> I think we should just fight. <laughs> You're creeping me out. Because <laughs> really, I don't want this to come around. And then, um, as if you said that out loud. I you, did say that. Oh, out perfect. Loud. Yeah. There's over to you then. Like to me? Yeah, like she's in front of you. Range of you. No, I think she's still on the carpet. Okay, but. no, I'm just making sure. Like, I don't want to get killed no. before the fight even starts. <laughs> Saver's death. <laughs> no, she, um. You were a conundrum. I can smell that hot blood running through your veins. I'd much prefer to send you against my enemies than to kill you tonight. Could I convince you to offer your blade to me? No thanks. She kind of just shrugs and just kind of slithers back, like, behind these torches a little bit. Oh, I I didn't mention this, but, like, the band shell, the most important part of it, like, near the back of it, there's, like, a throne kind of thing. But um, she doesn't go to what kind of thing? Throne. A throne. throne. Oh, okay. Or just like a mound that she would sit on, I guess. Slithers back a little bit. So into her treasure again. While she's doing this, would it be okay if Castor was like watching what she was doing and looking around this room and trying to figure out like what here could be used in some kind of way or like what seems important? Like a discerning reality type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, very similar. Mm-hmm. Similar to that. <laughs> um, sure. What here is useful or valuable is the wow. main, is my main focus. Well, so let's try this new be looking else dice tower. Ooh, and a five and a five is a ten. Plus one is eleven. Oh, Successu. Oh, all right. Okay, three of these. Okay. So to defeat her in some kind of capacity, is there anything here that seems useful or valuable? Because I'm like, there's so much treasure there, that's pretty valuable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, to defeating her, I think, yeah, maybe you notice these uh, pillars. Mm-hmm. So they're like a little, I don't know, what would this be, like two feet diameter, I guess? Sure. Something like that. Well, so like a little thicker than the other tree trunk size ones that you had before in the upper level. And they're made of stone, right? No, they're they're wood. Oh, so maybe, wood. maybe that's what you uh, notice. Okay. Like, these are wood. Theoretically, above you is just all this, like, Mud stuff, it, or just the earth itself. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can get rid of some of these, then I mean, if you have to, that could take the whole thing like down on top of you. Okay, that's an option. We even shoot those things out of the woods and people like cast fireballs. Well, and with the humidity here, I, yeah, hope, this, I hope this is cedar. Yeah, um, <laughs> should be rotting all the yeah, way through. Rot. Uh, <laughs> Listen, next time we make a dungeon, I'll ask you the construction work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to make a dungeon. It's going to be very humid. What kind of wood am I going to be loading? <laughs> the, um, 
So these other questions, I feel, are unfortunately suited for what's going on here. So what here is not as it appears? The only other useful one, in my opinion, in this situation. I can ask one of those two again in a different capacity, if that's cool. But what what here is not what it appears? Hmm. I don't know if this is 100%, but... um just to draw your attention again, um, the this eerie green light mm-hmm. um, just kind of stops around the bandshell, and the, the island keeps going theoretically. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, she's supposed to have another mate around here. Mm-hmm. That's oh, I better than our Barofius. So she might not be the only person on this island. Gotcha. All right, and then finally, what should they be on the lookout for? Oh, yeah, that would have been a good answer to that one. But, uh, <laughs> ah, well, that's what I said you should have gone with first. Mm-hmm. You should be able to look out for the fact that she has 360 degree vision, super strength, and uh, whatever the last one is. <laughs> yeah, hypnotic. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> giving this one. Maybe as you're kind of looking about, and I said she kind of slithered through it, sort of. Yeah, not quite to the shell, maybe in the middle somewhere. And I'm going to have to draw a map, I guess, at some point. Maybe she picks up this. You think it looks like a piece of treasure or something. You can't really tell what it is theoretically at first, but then as she kind of grabs a hold of it, you realize, like, oh, it's like a bow and a quiver of arrows. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, maybe something about it's like off to you. It's like, oh, this has got to be like, since it's treasure in the treasure room, mm-hmm. this is probably magic. She's going to, if we get hit by these arrows, it's not going to be good news. She should be on the lookout for this. Okay. As opposed to normal arrows, which will kill you. Right. Which, These could be yeah, arrows. Would be fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, maybe it's almost like a. Um, can you tell me how how you pick this up? I mean, this this would be something Simulgar would get real quick. Maybe there's almost like a like a green tinted like malaise around them. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's just literally gl- glowing green. Yeah. Glowing really green. Or maybe like Kurjan is like, hey, that's bad. I think so. They're like uh, they're like, like decaying magic, you'd say. Mm-hmm. So I think when she like grabs it, she's very powerful, so it doesn't like kill her. But like her hand, like oh, like, like fucked up. up and like withered oh. just from even grabbing this thing. Yeah, I like that. Maybe just like for a moment or something. Yeah, like just that. like and then she like heals or whatever. You know what? I wasn't thinking that, but that's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Better than eyes in the back. All right, yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> I think Caster just says like, just turn, just turns to these guys and just quietly says, you know, watch out, like watch out for that bow. Somebody's got to get to what's up on top of that sheet, and if all else fails, we got to bring this help, bring these pillars down. And at that, I think he, I was going to say he maybe starts almost running toward her. Yeah, I think maybe as you, even just as if you take a couple steps, she might say like. Kindness never holds out. Foolishness does it. (laughs) If I didn't have much more important things to do, this might be amusing. Consider this my last attempt at mercy. Leave now and you will have the boon of a goddess. To vanquish you from the earth. Maybe she'll unconsciously look up at the pillar again. I admire your creativity, but it's quite impossible to kill a god. 
Perhaps I could deliver vengeance upon your enemies, or grant you riches. You can see I have plenty to spare. Or perhaps I could return a lost loved one to you. And I think just to play on that, uh, Castro has to like climb up something. Maybe there's like a particularly big pile of golden coins or yeah, something like that. And actually, that. when you get onto this carved up golden coins to help you out, like it. You know, just like Scrooge McDuck style. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is slippery. It's people with feet. It's really hard to get through this. Mm-hmm. If you're a snake, not that hard. Or a duck. Yeah. Well, they, they can swim in it. Yeah, really mm-hmm. really, if you're a Scotsman, <laughs> that's yeah. the issue. I would, so I would wish for webbed feet. Yeah. So maybe as you take your first step onto this golden carpet kind of thing, as you cross that threshold, yeah. it's like you slip for a second. Well, I'm, I'm almost imagining like like it's like there's like an incline that he sure. like kind of like stumbles and he has to like kind of like get up and so like when he says when she says like oh lost loves yeah like there isn't it's not just him literally running at full speed and then going oh what it's like he's already stopped <laughs> yeah. and like thinking and like having to push on this stuff so it's not as it's not the fucking Scooby Doo situation <laughs> yeah right. um so yeah he's. He's trying to like like climb up this stuff or just at least get kind of back to his feet and um, he hears that and pauses for a moment and then realizes kind of what he's doing and kind of like puts that shield like in front of himself and he like never had stopped to think about it and he just wonders like what am I gonna do when I find her mm-hmm. and like that sudden question like kicks in. Mm-hmm. To his mind, and I, as I think as he pauses for a second there, and I think he yells like, "Like, let them go!" Like, meaning like all these lizard people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like that's what, what he that's what he means by that. Yeah, let them go. Let my people go. <laughs> he screams that. In, Parcel tongue. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's my people go. So you, you kind of referring to the people on the... Sh- yeah, the just like all the people under the thrall. Yeah, that's yeah. what he means. The lizard folk. Yeah, and then maybe she she smiles, and then to make it creepier, just she smiles like wider than it should be. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm revealing that I can unhinge my jaw if I want. And... Uh, just like, and oh. this is kind of maybe as you say that they, uh, like behind you, maybe now, like all the people that were, all the creatures that were following you, kind of wade up onto shore and are just this huge kind of like line behind you. They're at, like the edge of the water. Yeah. Okay. And like, because some of them are alligators or crocodile creatures, right? Yeah. So it would make sense that they stay in the water. Yeah, yeah. that could be on land. I know, but it would make sense if they're right. It's not like they're like. I mean, they turn it on. Maybe they're crazy mythical beings. Yeah, it's like like the humanoid ones are like knee deep, and then maybe the alligator crocodile people, just their heads are coming out, you can see them. But it's just way too many of them behind you. So it's bloodshed then? As much as I'd like to squeeze the life from your lungs, I know my king would have much more fun with you. <laughs> you hear this like stomping noise coming from behind the banjo. 
you enjoyed this episode of Scale and Shadow, a production of This American Dice. Scale and Shadow used the Dungeon World system by Sage Latour and Adam Koval. We drew inspiration from the Dungeon and Dragons modules Against the Cult of the Reptile God by Douglas Niles and The Village of Hamlet by Gary Gygax. The cast was Brandon as Simulgar the Wizard, Oscar as Quan the Monk, Jacob as Kuzair the Swashbuckler, and of course, Austin as Caster the Fighter. David was the Game Master. Scott provided our intro. Theme song was Mass Extinction by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Please see the show notes for a list of other music used. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend or two. If you really liked it, you could rate, review, or subscribe to This American Dice on your favorite podcatcher or on YouTube. On Fridays, we play short games here. Visit our YouTube channel on Saturdays for a classic campaign and Sundays for a classic one-shot. And, as always, join us next Thursday right here on This American Dice for another episode of Scale and Shadow. See you next time. And how many how many words have been crossed off of the wand now? Uh, we'll do it's like two or three. three. Yeah. Oh, Hellfire. The snow. The birds. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yes. Two of those three were the reason I died. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Fighting a bad guy is the overall reason. Well, and and to be fair, he did fireball you before that. I was going to say, I got hit by the fire a fireball. That that was okay. I did survive that one, but (laughs) almost like a band shell type thing. A what? Like a band shell? I've never heard of that. Making like a amphitheater kind of a thing where it's like looks like a like a clam shell. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's like a stage kind of thing. Okay. And that's sophisticated. I did not know it was called that. Oh no, that's efficiently in my mind. Now you have me questioning it. God damn it. But. Little Mermaid snake. situation, but snake yeah. instead of fish. Have you guys seen that Motor commercial from Progressive Zoo? No. no. It's fantastic. It's a guy that has. Normal male torso, but motorcycle body. Oh, yes, yeah, I, I have seen the commercial. I didn't know these were called motor. Instead of motor. Okay, I Amazing. Uh, it's it. too late for me to scrap this villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a motor now. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>